When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And we are live. Welcome to the process. It is Tuesday, January 16th. I am Josh Engelman here to break down just a three-game NBA slate. We don't have a lot going on today. Easy one. Nothing crazy. No early games. No slates throughout the entire day. Just three basketball games tonight. And that is it. So hit that like button. Subscribe to the channel. Hit the notification bell so you know when everything goes live. Follow me on Twitter at Josh Engelman. What is up, everybody? Good morning. Love to see everybody each morning. I'm uh, still moving some windows around and such. Let's uh, let's get the chat up on the screen for myself, make life a little bit easier. We had the wild couple slates yesterday. You guys had some NFL, which was uh, quite interesting. Gay Bairds, not quite. Not quite. Not, I'm not mad about it. Sorry sorry for Laffy, I guess. I guess. But, you know, not really. Not not all that sad. Can't be too sad. It's the Eagles. Who cares? That was fun to watch, though. I'm not going to lie. Um, I had some really good early slate lineups, and I just petered out at the end. I, you know, I finished like 30th or something like that. Not that it was a huge contest, but... I had uh, AJ Lawson in a lineup. He didn't get enough done. Maxi was just a ghost, and they were the two things that I kind of needed ahead of me. But it's all right. It's all right. But yeah, we got a lot to talk about today. I got to get this uh, other window off my screen. Give me one second. Let's minimize that. Perfect. Yeah, we got. Uh, we'll be able to zip through this one pretty quickly. Um, I'll have contenders out. In the morning, we'll have a strategy show shortly. Uh, I hope you followed my prize picks plays yesterday, folks. Boy, did that go well. We got ultra, ultra lucky. We, uh, if you're not watching prize picks and you're interested in that kind of stuff. So yesterday, I had less than 44 and a half points, rebounds, and assists for Donovan Mitchell. I had less than 31 and a half points, rebounds, and assists for Nikola Vucevic. They both hit on the number. Mitchell had 44, so we won that one by the hook. Vooch had 31. We won that one by the hook. We got what we needed, baby. So we started off the week perfectly with a dub, which I'm very, very, very happy for. Oh, man. I make It's a fun way to start the day. I opened it up last night thinking, oh, this could be good. And as it turns out, it was good. It was really good. For now, though, I say we just dive in. I say we just uh, break this bad boy down. So to everybody that is here, good morning. I'm not going to lie. On a three-game slate, when I know that we're going to be in here pretty quick, I can't lay off. So, well, I've already started to drink it. This is my wheat cup. It just says wheat on it. Yes. So the wheat cup. It's got a coffee in it with a little bit of coffee that's been drank. That's fine. We're going to rise and grind right now. Hit the like button if you haven't done it. Cheers, everybody. Whatever you've got to cheers me with, use it. Good cheers. Now, I left it on the screen for you guys. Just for a reminder, NFL Sims Max Package through the Super Bowl. The promo code is DRIVE. If you use it, if you click the link in the description, you get our NFL Sims Max package throughout the rest of the playoffs, all the way through the Super Bowl Super Bowl for $99. That's showdowns, main slates, whatever you're looking for, you get it. Projections, ownership, top stacks, Discord, Sim tool, contest generator, lineup generator, everything. You also get PGA for this week. So uh, I don't remember. I think it's the Amex. I think that's what I remember Eric telling me. 
You get our PGA Sim Tool for the rest of this week as well. That'll hit you for all four of the showdowns along with the main slate. Uh, This would have been two weeks of PGA if it were last week, but now it's not last week. It's this week. You only get through the 21st. So I know that graphic says two weeks access. That's not what it is. It was two weeks access. I don't have an updated graphic. All you need is, all you get is through January 21st for PGA, for NFL, all the way through the Super Bowl. Now, folks, I think it would be best for us to talk basketball. Boom. So we'll do that right now. And we will do that by talking Denver Nuggets, four-point dogs. Oh, this is fun. In Philadelphia, taking on Joel Embiid and the 76ers. Now, this game is a pain in the ass at this time. KCP, questionable. Aaron Gordon, questionable. Nikola Jokic, questionable. Jamal Murray, questionable. Michael Porter Jr., questionable. In case you're curious, that is the entire starting five of the Denver Nuggets. To make things better, the Philadelphia 76ers played yesterday. They don't have an injury report. It came out that Joel Embiid is playing today. I will not believe any of that information until 7 o'clock when they actually name him in or out. So, it's hard to like really dig in to uh, what we've got going on here. But, we don't have much of a choice. So, for Denver, it ends up being pretty easy. We just kind of project them like we normally do. And we hope for the best. Um, that's all we can do. That's all we can do. So let's project Denver. I've got 32 minutes in for Jamal Murray. I'm going to make that 33. And then I'm going to give Reggie Jackson the other 15. I'm going to get rid of everybody that isn't a normal, real minutes person. I've got Jokic in for 34. I feel Completely good with that one. I've got Aaron Gordon in for 32. Feels about right. I got 31 for MPJ. I'm going to make that 32. I've got 31 for KCP. I'm going to make that 32. Everything else looks okay for me right now. In terms of rotations... DeAndre Jordan has been playing. Zeke Naji has not been playing. But they're also going small. You got 40 and a half minutes at the five in their last game between Jokic and Jordan. You got 46 plus blowout run, so that's fine there. Even here, 37 and a half to Jordan, five and a half to Zeke Naji. It's like it seems like they're playing Aaron Gordon a little bit at the five. So what we're going to do is give DeAndre Jordan something like 11 minutes. And we'll have three for Aaron Gordon at the five. Now, the rest of these guys are pretty easy to fill out. First guy up is going to be Peyton Watson. Last three games, 14 minutes, 15 minutes, 17 minutes. Reminder for a day like today, we have to be very diligent about everybody's minutes because bench guys become guys you can play. When you're playing an eight-game slate, you don't really care too much like how many minutes you gave Peyton Watson, whether it's 14 or 15. That incremental nature is going to be a lot less important because that guy's probably just not going to work his way into lineups, barring weird pricing mistakes. On a day like today, Peyton Watson could end up being a key in 16 minutes. So we need to make sure that we get these pieces correct. Right now, it kind of feels like 15 or 16 minutes for Peyton Watson. I'm going to go 16 for right now. The next guy up is going to be Reggie Jackson. Now, his minutes have ramped up 21, 20, 24, 23 over the past four. I'm thinking we go to like 21 on Reggie Jackson. 
Now that leaves us two more guys. That's going to be Christian Brown. And I uh, maybe it's not two more guys. They have been playing a nine-man rotation. He will make a nine. So then we're going to have to start think thinking about the rest of these minutes. Christian Brown looks like he's playing about 16 minutes a night. Now that leaves me 13 minutes heavy. Well, light, I guess, that we need to reallocate. That becomes kind of tricky. And that takes us back to this minutes table. Now, it'll be easy to hide a couple minutes. But even still, I think maybe it's an extra minute to Reggie Jackson that takes us to 22. Um... You know, I, I already feel like I'm a little heavy on Peyton Watson. I already feel like I'm where I'm supposed to be on Christian Brown. They don't feel like the guys that are going to soak up this extra playing time. Which leads me to believe that I need to go to an extra minute on the starters because of what this matchup is. So I'm going 33 KCP. I'm going 33 MPJ. And I'm going 33 to Aaron Gordon. Now that leaves us nine minutes of leftover. I'm okay with that. I need to, I'm going to go three, three, and three to Zeke Naji, Braxton Key, Colin Gillespie, something like that, just to hide it. So Naji, Gillespie. Have they stopped playing Julian Strother? Yeah. Five games out of the rotation. Okay. No, he's just out. Right knee sprain. Got it. Thank you. So, Gillespie, those minutes are fine. Strother is out, so I'm going to have to move those. We'll put them on Justin Holiday instead. And then Najee's fine. Happy to hide those minutes. Let's look at the Philly side now. Now, for Philly, it, it really becomes a bit of an issue on how we want to handle this based on who played yesterday. So... What I want to do is take a look at what their injury report looked like for the game and try to make some inferences. So Bamba was out with right knee, with a right knee impingement. Covington's been out, so I feel comfortable leaving them. Well, like Bamba won't really matter. We're assuming Embiid plays. Melton didn't play. Feels like you don't have a guy with a that was out all day, then end up having a like a back lumbar spine stress response and then you work him back in so i'm gonna leave melton out springer didn't play right ankle tendonitis i tend to think that he is more likely to play today than he was yesterday so i think what we need to do is take a look at philly now but i'm going to put Jaden springer i mean maybe i'm not it's back-to-back -back games maybe i don't even have to Let's look at that rotation from yesterday and see if we can glean anything from it. Marcus Morris was the first guy off the bench. Let's make sure we got these guys where we want to. 38 for Maxi, I feel good there. 34 for Embiid, I feel good there. Paul Reed gets those backup minutes, feel great. I'm going to take House out. I'm going to take Martin out. I'm going to take Marcus Morris out. B Batum can stay. Pat Bev can stay. Pat Bev, 34 minutes, but that was with no Harris, Embiid, and Melton. I don't buy that one. 27, no Embiid, no Oubre. Okay. 28, no Melton. Now, if we look at it, we got a standard backup rotation in the first half for Patrick Beverly. But he also then picked up an extra basically four minutes. And I think it's only because of Maxi's foul trouble. He had two fouls early. He picked up a third foul in his second quarter stint. But I can't tell if that was... a. When did he get that foul? That's really important to know. Okay, so he, he did pick it up at the end of that stint. That's important to know. Because if he didn't, then they didn't take him out for it. But they did. I think they were live to play Tyrese Maxey the entire second quarter.
Unless, like, it was just good timing, which doesn't seem correct. So I don't want to give those four minutes to Beverly. So that takes his 28 and a half down to 24 and a half. Then you got your normal backup run in the second half. And then he closed the final five and a half minutes because it was a blowout. So Beverly only got those minutes because of Maxi and because of the status of the game. So that's five and a half and three minutes, 52 seconds. We're talking about nine minutes I think leaving him at around 20 is the best option here. We got 26 in regulation out of Kelly Oubre. You know, didn't get a chance to close, so 30 seems right. Nick Batum uh, played 27 and a half in regulation. Seems like Nick Batum was just going to play full-on starter minutes. I'm going to take him up to 27 now. Now I think we can fill out the rest of this. Marcus Morris off the bench played 14 minutes. Now he's the one guy that I just simply do not trust when it comes to minutes. But it seems like when everybody's in, he's going to play like 16. I got 35 for Toby. I think that's fine. So that leaves us 26 minutes, which are likely to go to Daniel House for sure who played just standard rotations six and a half minutes in the first half or in the second quarter, three and a half minutes in the first quarter. So 10 minute rotation there got another three minute stint. That was 13 closed in the garbage time. I think, you know, 13 for him looks okay. And then we need to start thinking about who actually closes because that leaves me 13 minutes. Part of me wants it to be Springer. I'm going to split it between Springer and Kenyon Martin. Although KJ Martin really didn't have that rotation. So I'm going to pull those minutes already. I don't know where the rest of these minutes go. Maybe I do hang hide them on Martin. It's a big rotation. But I think it stops us from getting anything we don't want. So now, let's just take a quick peek. Do we even have the opportunity to add in or to take a look at props for this game? With all those Q tags, we either have everybody or we have nothing. Kind of have everything we need. Embiid's points prop is 32 and a half. Juice to the over, I have 33. Aces. Tobias Harris is at 16 and a half. Juice to the over, I have 17.2. Aces. Maxi's at 25 and a half. I have 26 and a half. I will take that usage rate down by a little peg and we're good. On the Denver side of this one. Nuggets. Jokic is at 25 and a half. I have 24.7. I'm okay with it. Aaron Gordon's at 14 and a half juice to the under. I'm at 14.2. Perfect. KCP. Nine and a half to the over. I'm at nine and a half. We will go with that. Which means it's now time to evaluate this game. We'll start on the Denver side. Like I said, they're four-point dogs, 227 total. This total is nine points lower than Oklahoma City in Los Angeles. And it is 16 points lower than Sacramento Phoenix. This is a troublesome matchup. Aaron Gordon, Jamal Murray, KCP, MPJ, Nikola Jokic all look very, very similar to each other. I don't really see anybody separating from the pack in any big way. $3,900 Reggie Jackson is the problem. If that man is actually playing, uh, if, this, if these minutes are to be believed, and right now I don't like the fact that I have him in for 22, but I think we have to. If those minutes are to be believed, then Reggie Jackson is going to be a very popular value play. I I like Denver. I don't know how to separate them. And I think that's a bit of an issue. Yeah. If I'm ranking them, I think it's 
MPJ1 because of the MPE. So MPJ's got small forward power forward, but KCP is just shooting guard. Murray is just point guard. Aaron Gordon is just power forward. I mean, Jokic is just center, but we know that. MPJ is the only one that offers you some additional flexibility, but he's got the same sort of value calculation as everybody else. So I would go MPJ, Jokic, probably Aaron Gordon, Murray, KCP. Reggie Jackson will probably be the number one owned guy from Denver, and depending on how much value we see in the rest of these teams, kind of tricky. For Philly... Yeah, like I don't. It's gotta be it's gotta be Embiid before you get to Jokic. He, they're just playing different levels of fantasy basketball right now. One point nine six over the last thirty days for Embiid. Obviously, in and out of the lineup. I got him at one point eight for the game. He's just going to project better. Like, oh my god, it's not even close now. Jokic is a hundred dollars more expensive than Joel Embiid today. What are we talking about here? insane. Embiid's rebound prop, 11.5. Jokic, 11.5. So exact same rebound prop, same juice, same everything. Embiid's only at about five assists, which is where I have him. Jokic is at about nine. So that's that starts to offset the, uh, the gap in scoring, for sure. Uh, I could probably make a case that I'm light on... Nikola Jokic's assist rate. But as I look at it right now, I think it's pretty clearly Embiid before you get to Jokic. The problem then is the rest of Philly. Tyrese Maxey is 9,400. I don't think that there's anything wrong with that, but it certainly feels hard to get to, even though it's a good value. It's as just as good of a value as anybody on Denver, if not better. After that, it gets thin. Tobias Harris, maybe, but Batum is up to 5K. Uh, Kelly Oubre is at 6,700. If we add back, like if Melton can play, that gets worse. You know, Daniel House is 3,500, but is that enough in 13 minutes? He's at 0.38 fantasy points per minute in the past month. Beverly's already up to 4,600, so his minutes are really difficult to, to get you to him. So Embiid is the number one play in this game. Honestly, Maxi might be too, but that creates its own set of problems. And then you get this giant pack of like six guys from the Denver side. But really, what you're looking at is Embiid plus Reggie Jackson as the two best things you can get. That's kind of nuts. Let's go to game two. We've got... Sacramento, five-point dogs in Phoenix, 243 total. For the Kings, Keegan Murray, questionable. For Phoenix, no Bull Bull, no Damian Lee. We will not be making wholesale changes to Sacramento, that's for sure. Let us take a look at the most recent Sacramento Kings matchup, though. That was the one-point OT loss to the Bucks on Dame's uh, buzzer beater. So, you know, other than Keegan Murray getting hurt and them going to Lyles in the second half, we they were only playing an eight-man rotation in regulation. They only played eight guys in the first half. They only played eight guys in the second half. They just had Sasha Vazenkov step into um, the role of Keegan Murray, but off the bench. That is a lot to think about. Chris Duarte, was he available for the game on the 14th? Let's see. Sacramento Kings. As best I can tell, Chris Duarte was available. So they stopped playing Keon Ellis. They stopped playing Davion Mitchell. They stopped playing Chris Duarte. Vazenkov was the next guy up in terms of Keegan Murray. Should we be thinking about this team as basically an eight and a half man rotation? I think the answer is yes. So I'm taking Keon Ellis's minutes out, Colby Jones's minutes out. We're taking everybody out here that isn't a regular. 
and we're going to figure this one out. 36 minutes for DeMontis Sabonis. I don't really feel like I can go any higher than that. I also am going to go to 36 on De'Aaron Fox. That would leave me. So we got 56, 56.3 minutes out of Len and Sabonis, which means they played Alex Len and DeMontis Sabonis alongside of each other. They played Alex Len. Okay, now, okay, I guess that's because of Milwaukee. Because they didn't do it a lot. But they did it in the first half for three minutes and 18 seconds to close out the first quarter. They had Len. Oh, my God, they had Lyles out there, too. They had Lyles playing the three. They had Malik Monk, Keegan Murray, Len, Lyles, and Sabonis. That is a preposterous rotation. Talk about throwing size out at, at the Bucks. So what I think we're going to get is just straight backup run. 12 minutes of Alex Len behind DeMontis Sabonis. Now, Harrison Barnes got up to 31 and a half minutes, didn't play the OT. They went Monk Lyles over technically Murray Barnes, but they basically went Monk over Barnes. Kevin Herter played 39 minutes. That's the piece that starts to get really problematic here. So we've been getting bigger minutes out of Malik Monk as of late. I'm going to lock him in for 28 minutes. The real problem comes to Kevin Herter. I mean, we're talking like the Murray injury becomes very interesting about who would close because you can swap. Well, sort of. You have this trio, I guess, of Barnes, Herder, Monk, and you need two of them to close. It's not as if you we like Herder played thirty nine minutes coming off of not playing, getting injured. He did play twenty nine on the ninth. In regulation. I got to look at that rotation. Was anything weird about that game? They beat Detroit by 21. They they didn't necessarily close with Herter. I think I got to go to 28 on Kevin Herter. I think that's probably going to be aggressive for the industry, though. Now, the Trey Lyles minutes are kind of tough. In that we had the injury. But in the first half, Lyles closed over Harrison Barnes. But he did get his normal eight-minute rotation, then picked up an extra three. You can't really pay attention to the second half rotation. I, I think 20 makes the most sense. Because even in this, even in the first half, three minutes and 18 seconds... Four minutes and 31 seconds. That's 7.49. And then he closed for Barnes and picked up another 3.13. So basically 11 minutes in the first half. 22? 21? Like he doesn't have to close if those guys are playing well. I'm going to go to 21 on Lyles. And I'm going to maintain 25 on the Barnacle of the Bay. I'm going to keep my 35 on Keegan Murray. Actually, we're going to make that 34. That leaves me 20 minutes. And I have the eight guys that we would consider the rotation right now. Now, I don't expect them to completely give up um Whoa, did I get disconnected? Did that stream drop? Nope, I guess we're good. I just got a pop-up and uh it was telling me that we reconnected, so weird. I saw it happen. That's that's an odd one. That's an odd one. We're good. 
We're good. Okay. So we need to think about what we do with these 20 minutes. I think I'm going to sneeze. But what I really think is that we're going to get one of those point guards back. I got to sneeze. Maybe I don't need to sneeze. I do need to shut my office door, though. There we go. I fought that sneeze off, guys. So I think probably Keon Ellis is the guy that maintains at least a little bit. So I'm going to give Keon Ellis eight. And then that takes us down to 12 needed minutes. I think I can go six to Sasha Vazenkov, six to Chris Duarte. And that should get us where we want to be. Oh, yeah. S&P, that's happening for sure. So that's the Sacramento side. Tough, tough projection setup. Phoenix should be quite a bit easier. Um, in that, like, we kind of know what they're doing at all times. So for Phoenix, I'm guessing we're going to get basically the same rotation we had last time out. Uh, they played on the 14th. So let me pull up that box score. Phoenix. All right. 11 point win against Portland. So Nurk played his 28. That looks fine. We got Bradley Beal continuing to play his 36. We get Devin Booker playing his 36. That works. I'm going to pull everybody else out of here quickly so we can continue to project. We've got KD in for his 36. Nurk in for his 28. First guy that... Well, let's get Grayson Allen next. We got to get that fifth starter. Allen seems pretty good at like 32, 33. Get 32 to Grayson Allen. First guy off the bench was Eric Gordon. He played 24 and a half minutes. And that's about where he's been as of late. So I'm going to slap him in for 24. Next guy off the bench was... Chimesi Metu, he was basically the direct backup at the five for almost all of it. Did Nurkic pick up a foul there? Nope. They just probably took him out to be safe, I guess. I'm going to go... This is where it's going to be kind of problematic. I'm going 17 to Metu. Hide those other three on Durant. Okay, so they also went to Drew Eubanks. So they had Metu and Eubanks out there for a little bit at the same time. Eubanks, though, only played three and a half minutes in the first quarter. Never saw the floor again. Kata Bates-Diop played a... Nine-minute rotation, plus 13 in the second quarter, and then barely played in the fourth quarter. But it seems like he's the next guy up. He, if he played 13 for the game, I don't know, 12 overall. Josh Akogi only played in the second half. He got a full normal rotation, though, of seven minutes. I think we're assuming he could probably play a little bit more than that. Maybe we go to like 11, and that leaves me 8. I am also going to hide those minutes on someone. Four of them will go to Drew Eubanks. The other four will go to... Uh, it'll be easier to just hide them on Watson, or uh, as a bookie. It won't matter. Let's take a quick look at props. 
as we analyze this game. So Sacramento, like I said, five point dogs in Phoenix, 243 total. I think 9K De'Aaron Fox and 10-1 Sabonis jump off the page, but think about this center slate. Jokic, Embiid, Sabonis, who's at 1.59 fantasy points per minute over the past 30 days. Just absolutely nuking. We're going to talk about Chet. You know, it's not like Avita Zubats is some horrid value option. Same for Nurk. Center slate's interesting today. Fox's points prop is 27 and a half. That's where I have it. Sabonis's is 20 and a half. I got him at 21. Murray is at 15 and a half to the under. I have 16. That's fine. Yeah, okay. Zubat's out. So make that Plumley or Tice. Uh, Barnacle of the Bay is at 10. I got him at 8.9, but I'm okay with that. I don't have much of an issue here. I'm guessing the rebounds will be interesting. Sabonis is at 12 and a half. I have 12 and a half. His assists are at seven and a half juice to the over. I have 6.9. Might need to bump Sabonis' assist rate. Yeah, SMP, those, uh, those guys getting bags and then not playing is very interesting. Okay, for the rest of Sacramento, I think you get to Monk before you get to Herder. He's $1,000 more expensive. But he's got the MPE, and he's just a better per minute dude. I think it's Fox 1, Sabonis 2, Murray Monk 3, Kevin Herter 5th, I guess, since Murray Monk are tied. After that, you're just praying you get that guy right. Trey Lyles is up to 4,800 now, so we don't have to worry too much about his experience. The Phoenix end... We've got Devin Booker's points prop at 26 and a half. I've got 27. We've got Kevin Durant at 27 and a half to the under. I have 27. Bradley Beal's at 20 and a half to the under. That's exactly where I'm at. Grayson Allen is at 12 and a half. That's what I have. Yusuf Nurkic, 12 and a half. I've got 13 and a half. I'm okay with it, though. As we look at Phoenix... I think $9,100 Booker and $9,200 Durant stand out. I probably lean... I got to look at Booker's assist prop. 7.5 to the under, I have 6.2. Perfect. Rebounds, 4.5. Perfect. Okay. I, I think Booker is better than Durant because of the MPE. I think Nurkic is basically equal to Bradley Beal. So I would go Booker, Durant... Top tier, I have Booker ahead of Durant. Beal, Nurkic, next tier, I have Beal ahead of Nurkic just because of positionality. And then Grayson Allen is next. Here's where it gets tricky. Chemezi Metu is 3,600 power forward center. His minutes are key. Because we saw 17 last time out. Now, there's no bowl bowl. He only had eight and a half the game before that, seven and a half the game before that. But that had Eubanks ahead of him. That had bowl bowl ahead of him. If they're not going to Eubanks and they aren't, then they can't go to bowl bowl. Feels like 17 for Metu feels about right. I just don't like going that ham on one specific backup dude. But he is going to pop up for us. We'll figure out what that looks like after game three. Oklahoma City. Five and a half point dogs in Los Angeles taking on the Clippers. Coming off of last night's matchup where they took on the Lakers. So we're getting them on a back-to-back. -back. Now, they are entering that back-to-back -back with a little bit of a sour taste in their mouth. They weren't able to pick up the win. We don't know what their injury report is going to look like. I think it's incredibly interesting to think about the fact that SGA had a Q tag for most of yesterday. But for now, I'm not entirely sure that we can make a single change for OKC off of what we did yesterday. Like, they're just... Oh! Vasily Misic played 15 minutes. I kind of talked that one into existence. I assume he didn't do a damn thing when he did it, but... 15 minutes, 9.7 fantasy points. Yep, he was terrible. 
so I guess yeah, we're we're not we're just not moving this around. There's nothing we could do with these minutes right now. Nothing at all. Okay, the holds from yesterday. We now go to the Clippers. Clippers are without Avica Zubats. Right calf strain. Forgot he got ruled out of that game before. So let's figure out what the Clippers are going to do here. And let's take a look at that box score from a couple days ago against Minnesota. We got Daniel Tice starting. He played three normal rotations and then did not play in the fourth. They went Harden, George, Leonard, Powell, Westbrook, which you can pretty easily do against Minnesota. That makes sense. Everybody always thinks like, oh, well, we got to put a big guy on a big guy. You know who's guarding Rudy Gobert in that game? Russell Westbrook. Yeah, and then you could hide Towns on Westbrook. But the new new in the league is guarding bigs with smalls. Now, I think earmarking Daniel Tice for about 22 minutes makes a lot of sense. Uh, that'd be never, Ryan. Absolutely never. How's that? Is that the one you wanted? How would you like to take a voluntary layoff? Actually, apologies. I misspoke. How would you like to take an involuntary layoff? Let me know. Feels like 16 for Mason Plumley makes some sense. That leaves 10 extra minutes at the five. Are they going to go that small again? I mean, you could do that against OKC. You get up under Chet. I think you could be fine there. I guess we're going to call... I'm going to call Kawhi the five in that scenario. I don't think that's totally true, but it's fine. Okay. Uh, 35 minutes for Harden. Against OKC, that's about right. 36 for PG, 35 for Kawhi. That all seems about right to me. Uh, Anoush, I definitely disagree with that sentence. For sure disagree with that sentence. Okay, let's let's hash the rest of this out. Are they gonna play a little bit more Westbrook today? Feels like they probably are, huh? 24 to Westbrook? Like 24 to man? We keep Norm Powell right at that 27 mark. Amir Coffey just continues to play, what? Like 14 minutes, 16 minutes? I mean, his this dude's minutes are just all over the map. I'm going to go 18. That right there leaves me just three minutes of spillover onto whoever I want to pick. Kobe Brown, come on down. I don't have any rates to change. Like, Zubats isn't that kind of guy. So let's evaluate. OKC, assuming everybody can play, you have $10,400 SGA. I do think SGA becomes an interesting option just because of... Having pay-up center Jokic, pay-up center Embiid, pay-up center Sabonis. Maybe the construction just changes by going pay-up guard value center. Um, 
Chet Holmgren, 8,200, probably about where his price should be. Jalen Williams, 7,300 small forward. Not ideal. Not ideal. Not a lot of value for OKC. But just think about this. If we happen to get SGA out here or something along those lines, somebody major out for the Thunder, we will create a lot of value. But like Isaiah Joe's up to 4,500. Kaysen Wallace is at 4,900. These guys have been priced up. The Clippers end. You know, George, Harden, Leonard all look very similar. I think you put Leonard and George ahead of Harden because of the MPEs. And I think you put George ahead of Kawhi because of the guard forward MPE. But the problem with the Clippers is the rest of the Clippers. $4,400 Daniel Tice. You kind of got to have a conversation about it. $3,700 Mason Plumley as a backup center. You kind of have to have a conversation about it. Norm Powell is sitting there at $5,100. Terrence Mann at $4,100 isn't fun. Russ is only $5,900 on DraftKings. $6,900 on FanDuel. Russ will work his way into some stuff. Clippers team is a little sneakier than you would have expected for this late night hammer. What I think we need to do now to try to get a better idea of what this slate looks like, I think we need to run some crunches. So, if you're ready to do that, we're going to do that. So thank you guys for being here on this easy day. I think we've got a 10-gamer tomorrow. Uh, Ryan, I don't think DFS is dying. I think it'll be here for years and years. Not something that I'm worried about in the slightest. But I don't think DFS is dying. Is it as strong as it was four years ago, five years ago? No, because they're sports betting, but they're two different things. It's not going anywhere. I have zero concerns. All right, let's figure out what we're getting optimal-wise on DK to start. We'll start it off with the optimals. 247.6, optimal lineup by 0.9. Reggie Jackson, KCP, Kawhi Leonard, Chimetsi Metu, Embiid, Norm Powell, Kevin Durant, Mason Plumley. For those following at home on a three-game slate, we've got Reggie Jackson sub 4K, Chimetsi Metu sub 4K, Mason Plumley sub 4K. That is three backups. Oh, frozen pipes, Kobe. That sucks, man. I hope that works out for you. Um, Reggie Jackson was in 50 of 50 optimals. I think that makes a lot of sense. You know his spot in the rotation is there. Has been playing the minutes. You get Kawhi, 94% of those 50 lineups. Metu, 80%. Durant and Plumlee, both in the 60s. Paul George, Norm Powell, both in the 50s. KCP could be, but his name is too long. Nope, 44%. All right. Randomness is going to flatten everybody out, but I'm quite confident Reggie Jackson is at the top of the heat. Ah, Metu ran him down. Metu, Reggie Jackson, only guys to hit 50%. Leonard in the 40s. Plumley Powell in the 30s, along with KCP and Devin Booker and Michael Porter Jr. And then uh, Durant and Westbrook. Round out the 30%. Let's check out Fandle. I, I'm not going to lie. I kind of like this sleep. I don't know why. I will regret what I just said. But I kind of like it. I kind of like it. 
Uh oh. I guess that doesn't matter. All right, Fanduel, and then we get out of here. And I gotta hope I can find two good prize picks plays for today. Optimals on Fanduel. 281.22. Uh-oh. Uh, this is the optimal by 0.73. De'Aaron Fox is the most exposed guy, but the optimal lineup contains James Harden, De'Aaron Fox, Grayson Allen, KCP, Kawhi MPJ, Daniel Tice, Aaron Gordon, Yusuf Nurkic. At least those guys are real. That Every single one of those dudes is a starter for today. That is not what DK looked like. Fox and Harden in 90%. Tice and Allen in the 80s. Kawhi and KCP in the 70s. Lyles, PG in the 60s. I'm guessing FanDuel looks really flat with some randomness because... I don't think they have as much interesting value, boy. Uh, looking like Daniel Tice, top of the list on FanDuel... He is 53%. You got KCP and Grayson Allen both crossing 50. I think that's just a lot of positionality. Lyles and Herter into the 40s. And then you get this pack of George, MPJ, Kawhi, Fox, Harden in the 30s, where you're probably picking like two of those dudes for every lineup. I like this slate. I really do. It's... There's something weird about it. I, I like the games more than anything. Like, in terms of basketball, Denver-Philly isn't really anything that I should have to explain to people. That's just awesome. Um, we're, we're also talking about the number five team in net rating against the number three team in net rating. Then you go to Sacramento-Phoenix. Obviously interesting. Both teams sort of underperforming what you wanted them to do this year. You know, net Sacramento and Phoenix both have the exact same plus 0.4 net rating, but you know they have aspirations. Fun game to watch. Definitely leans more offensive on both sides. And then you get OKC and the Clippers. Clippers as hot as any team has been in the league right now. They're plus 4.3 net rating. They're certainly clicking. OKC, if everybody is available, is number two in the league in net rating. These two teams are both basically fifth or above in offensive rate. I mean, every bit of this, all three of those games, it's an awesome night to watch basketball. That's sort of the appeal for me tonight. There's no trash out here. I mean, now maybe Denver sits everybody and it's this game of 4D chess and it looks like shit. But the way that it looks right now, you're getting three very interesting narrative basketball games. I'm here for that. I'm also gone for that because this show is over, folks. Three games up, three games down. I got prize picks and contenders to record, all that good stuff. So thank you for being here. It's nice to see everybody. I will talk to you guys later. We'll be back tomorrow morning doing everything we normally do because this is and was the process.